Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Power Up and Game. I'm your host, Michael, and with me, as always, is my main man, Taylor. Taylor, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing pretty good. I've had a really chill week. I don't know about you. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. I'm actually getting a lot more busy now that I'm focusing mm-hmm. on other stuff rather than just conventions. So uh, I'm, I'm getting used to everything. Everything's wrapping back up for me. Yeah, you, just to tease some future podcast stuff, you have an interesting opportunity that we hope comes to fruition. Not 100% yeah. from what you told me, but it sounds really awesome. But are you ready to get into our show proper? Yes, let's do this. So let's talk about what's on our docket for today. Sadly, Epic Games is laying off over 800 employees. There's a new report outlining Ubisoft's plan for Far Cry 7. And for our main topic, we have a monumental story that does not involve Xbox. That's a big shocker, I know. So Taylor, how would you go ahead and take it away? Don't mind if I do, Michael. And real quick, we do want to say that you can find sources for all the topics we're going over today down in the description of this episode. We do that to give out proper credit, and if anyone wants to read further about the topics we cover. Also, it's important to note that you should take rumors or reports we cover with a grain of salt until they are officially confirmed or denied. Of course, some reports and rumors will be more reliable, but nothing is 100% in the gaming industry until it is properly announced, and sometimes, even then, it might get canned in the future. With that disclaimer out of the way, here's our main topic of the week. I'm sorry, Taylor. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but (laughs) I I hear you read that last part week after week, and just today before we recorded, I sent you a certain message. And I was like, man, this this instantly made me think of Taylor because the way you always like, yeah, just because it's announced doesn't mean it's real. <laughs> yep. We don't have it on the show. You want to tell the audience what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about it real quick because it's not going to be uh, a huge story. Um, Hyenas, the uh, character shooter from uh, Creative Assembly and Sega has unfortunately been canceled. They announced that earlier today before we started recording. Uh, they have a whole post out about it apologizing to fans which is really strange because i was telling taylor that they actually just had the opening beta just a few weeks ago i played it uh it was okay uh taylor did you get a chance to play it i have not played it okay uh but yeah i I got a chance to play it and unfortunately it wasn't a bad game it was good it was it wasn't bad Uh, i definitely saw them doing something with it like it had personality it had a cool art style uh, you know, it didn't feel like another run on paper. It didn't look like another run of the mill uh, free to play game uh, while playing. I was like, yeah, once they get more maps, because they only allowed you to play like one or two maps um, in the beta. I was like, yeah, once we get some new maps, more game, more game modes and stuff like that. You know, it was cool. It was a fun little love story, uh, love letter to things Sega, because you had a character that was Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, you had a Sega Genesis that you could use as C4 to blow open doors. It was, it was, it was, it was cute stuff. Uh, but unfortunately, for some strange reason, the game is closed. I think it was supposed to be releasing in October or sometimes late this year. Uh, but unfortunately, the team has announced that development uh, has ended before it even got a chance to finish the project. They didn't give out a reason why. Uh, but, you know, 
unfortunately, uh, is not happening. And hyenas, which had an alpha last year and had their beta this year, is unfortunately shutting down before you even got a chance to truly go out there. And what's even weirder was they had Twitch drops during the beta. So like they already, so they had everything figured out and running. So who knows why uh, this one game ended up getting shut down. Yeah, it's what we're going to be talking about later, right? It's just, it goes to show, and this is why we had this disclaimer, like it doesn't matter if something gets announced, it's not 100% going to happen. Something might happen down the line and things get changed. We talked about before with just talking about a bigger, like too big to fail studio, Call of Duty, right? How many times did we talk about earlier this year and I think late last year how we weren't going to be getting a mainline Call of Duty? Like it seems yeah. like that was in the plans. Seems like it was yeah. just going to be more focused on Modern Warfare 2. All of a sudden, nope, Modern Warfare 3 is happening. And that's just an example like of a game actually getting announced that we didn't think we were going to get. And just to see the other side, man, it just shows to me, I, I, we're going to say later with the Epic Games story, but just how unstable the industry really is. Yeah, especially the free-to-play games. Oh my goodness, man. Uh, Ubisoft, who is usually pretty good, and I've always praised them for being good at like supporting their online games. Uh, even they gave up on Hyperscape within a year or so. And it's like, man... How bad was the online community where even Ubisoft gave up on their free-to-play uh, games? But getting into our main story this week, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan is stepping down in 2024. What, what? a bombshell of a story. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. It came out of absolutely nowhere to where... You you know, the day before we do this podcast, that's when I usually hop on all the websites and figure out who's got the info for this week, what stories should we talk about. And I went to VGC, and man, seeing that story pop up yesterday, at the time of this recording, was freaking insane. Like I kind of thought, oh man, VGC, they must have got some wrong information. Yeah, man, but, I saw it on Twitter. And I was like, oh, is somebody trolling? Is somebody yeah. just making up stupid stuff? And then I saw like Phil Spencer was talking about it. Yeah. And then you click on the story too. And no, it's official. We're about to read out the. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, that's also in VGC's article was the full uh, statement there, man. It's it's crazy. Not the step on your boots there. Oh, no. I was he's pretty much going to say the same thing. Like it's, it's, it's not something you saw, especially after the whole thing that was going on uh how how hard ryan was fighting to not let the uh, abk deal go through it's like oh bro he's gonna be here for a while like, nah bro that's it he's stepping down it's like what i mean yeah it's 30 years 30 years is a long time but it's just like man tag on that i i, I wouldn't have thought about jim retiring because he was doing some major announcements with uh playstation portal psvr 2 uh, the way they were grabbing up with the studios, like Bungie, I was like, yeah, no, this is a joke. Like, I don't even stand why people is even falling for this. And it happened more and more. And I was like, oh, snap, this is actually happening. Yeah. And speaking of the Activision Blizzard thing, there is some Activision Blizzard Xbox news that we could talk about. 
But <laughs> um, all I'm going to say is this deal is never going to get fully revoked or approved, is it? Man, uh, every time we think we're done, Taylor, something happens and it gets pulled right back Somebody in. somewhere goes, you know what, let's take a deeper look at this. At which I think, at this point, I, I assume a lot of people are now just like, oh god, can we just approve it? Just let it go. At, at this point, I feel like everybody just wants to move on. Absolutely. Uh... <laughs> but speaking of moving on... That is what Jim Ryan's going to be doing, and this was officially announced via a press release that reads out as follows, quote, Sony Group Corporation and Sony Interactive Entertainment today announced that Sony Interactive Entertainment President and CEO Jim Ryan has made the decision to retire in March 2024 after almost 30 years with PlayStation Business. To support Mr. Ryan in his transition, Sony Group Corporation President, COO, and CFO Hiroki Totoki will assume the role of Chairman of SIE, effective October 2023. Effective April 1st, 2024, Mr. Totoki will be appointed Interim CEO of SIE while he continues his current role at Sony Group Corporation. Mr. Totoki will work closely with Sony Group Corporation Chairman and CEO Kenichiro Yoshida and the management team of SIE, Sony Interactive Entertainment, to help define the next chapter of PlayStation's future, including the succession of the SIE CEO role. Jim Ryan joined Sony Interactive Entertainment's Europe-based legal entity, Sony Interactive Entertainment Europe, SIEE, which was then Sony Computer Entertainment Europe, in 1994. Since then, he has held a number of senior positions at the company, including President of SIEE, Head of Global Sales and Marketing at SIE, and Deputy President of SIE since January 2018, before being appointed SIE President and CEO, end quote. Here's what Ryan said in his own statement, saying, quote, after 30 years, I have made the decision to retire from SIE in March 2024. I've relished the opportunity to have a job I love in a very special company, working with great people and incredible partners. But I've found it increasingly difficult to reconcile living in Europe and working in North America. I will leave... Sorry, I got confused right there. I will leave having been privileged to work on products that have touched millions of lives across the world. PlayStation will always be part of my life, and I feel more optimistic than ever about the future of Sony Interactive Entertainment. I want to thank Yoshida-san for placing so much trust in me and being an incredibly sensitive and supportive leader, end quote. Michael, like we just mentioned, this was an absolutely insane story. It's the end of an era for the PlayStation brand. Granted, this the answer to whether or not it was an excellent era for the brand will probably vary depending on who you're asking. So, what are your thoughts on Ryan's exit? And I'll just straight up ask, how do you think Jim Ryan's run as the boss at PlayStation will be remembered? Um, I am actually surprised, like we said earlier, about this announcement. Like it came out of nowhere. 
I wasn't ready for Jim to leave. <laughs> uh, as much as we like to talk about Xbox and, a much, and as much as, uh, you know, we talked about some of the crummy things that both sides have done when they were in the lead. Um, I actually, I actually liked Ryan. I actually liked Jim. Uh, and I was like, wow, Ryan is actually leaving. Like that's, that makes no sense. Like why? And sometimes, you know, you don't really need a reason why somebody leaves. It's like, well, they're tired. They want to retire. They, they want to go home. And, uh, and you went through his whole career of where he started before he became the president. It's like, man, that, that takes a lot out of anybody and he's like, it's like man 30 years is a long time so yeah you know give the man his flowers uh give him his props and as for your second question i think his uh legacy we remembered as one of dominance to be honest uh i think people are gonna remember the time that the ps4 uh made a made a comeback from how embarrassing the ps3 days were and how they continued that dominance with the ps5 uh, how Ryan uh, pushed companies to do more than just make uh, uh, just regular video games. You know, he allowed the companies to stay creative. He allowed uh, Exomniac Games to do whatever they want with the Ratchet and Clank series. He allowed uh, 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 Gorilla Games to do uh, to do their thing with Horizon. So you know, he helped build playstation to where it is now to where it feels it has an identity as the company that has story-driven powerhouse games behind it uh, nintendo has fun creative family-friendly games playstation has that hard-driven hardcore story where the creator you you actually feel the passion and love the creators put into their games and i think that's for people like you and I, that's how he'd be remembered. But for PlayStation fans, he would be remembered uh, for taking the dominance of PlayStation and running with it. It's a strange question, really. Like, what is his legacy going to be? It's just a mixed bag, really. Because there's a lot of stuff that PlayStation has done when he was at the head of the table to where is. I question what they were doing. Like there was a lot of PS3 level decisions there. <laughs> PS3 level. <laughs> of like, like, what are you? Like... What are you doing? And then you also had the Activision Blizzard thing and all the controversies to come out of that and alleged things that Jim Ryan said during that situation. And I don't know, man. I think I do think in the long run people will see some of the good that Jim Ryan did. But I think ultimately it's going to be a, he felt like he came in in a bad spot because Sean Layden was so beloved. And I mm. think that's the thing people are also going to remember is he's the guy who took over for Sean Layden. Well, I mean, you think it's going to be the same thing with Phil? Not necessarily. Cause, because the Xbox, I forget. I cannot remember off the top of my head. But the Xbox boss before Phil Spencer wasn't as well-liked as I think Sean <laughs> is. So let's just put it that way. No, or you no, can go with Reggie and Doug Bowser, right? With Nintendo, if you want to mm. go down that route. Uh, so it's one of those things that the his predecessor was 
at a certain status, and it was hard to surpass that. To whereas I look at somebody like Phil Spencer right now, and this isn't to make this an Xbox thing, but Michael's the one who asked the question. Thanks, Michael. But uh, it was Spencer's predecessor put him in a bad spot. To whereas I think he's getting a lot of credit now for bringing Xbox out of it because that man they were looking real bad with the Xbox One. With Jim Ryan, he was given something great, and for the most part, I. Th- don't think he did a horrible job. It's just looking to the future. I'm probably more optimistic to see what PlayStation does next than if Jim Ryan just stayed. That sounds like a really harsh thing to say. Again, I don't think he was yeah. horrible. It's just right. he was fine to me. And I know a lot of people do not like Jim Ryan. A lot of people are probably celebrating this. Like, oh man, it's a new era. It's uh, going to be a better era for PlayStation. Cannot wait. Me, personally, it sounds like Michael, too. We're not those people. But no. that might be because I'm more of a Xbox guy. So I'm not seeing okay. everything that Jim Ryan has said and done with the PlayStation brand. It's just me, casually, as a PlayStation fan, <laughs> looking at it and being like, yeah, I mean, they took... What I think Sean Leiden was already doing with PlayStation 2 were the cinematic story games and going into that direction. Jim Ryan just continued it. He saw, right. like, why would we change? <laughs> this is working out very well for us. The PlayStation 5 is an excellent console. I believe he deserves a lot of credit for that. I think you look back at the crossplay issues. I think that was with Jim Ryan. Where, you remember the whole oh, debate no, over was. crossplay yeah. initially? Yeah, I think that's something up. that he should not get vilified over. Of course, it's just video games. But at the same time, it's one of those things that you're like, yeah, that was not the right call. Especially with Nintendo and Xbox. Both, it's kind of like that SpongeBob meme, right? Xbox and Nintendo were like SpongeBob and Patrick. And up there in his house <laughs> is Jim Ryan oh, yeah. and PlayStation just looking down while they're playing. That's what it kind of felt like at that time. So, yeah, it's just... A lot of good, a lot of, at best, questionable things. But I think when you look at the future, and this is going to be the last thing I say about it, and then you can finish up your thoughts. I am very excited for PlayStation going forward, because it could be the start of something new for the company. I just hope whatever it is for PlayStation, do not go away from the story-driven games that you're doing right now. No, actually, I was just gonna say uh, the name of the man. Uh, I, had, I looked it up while you were speaking on your uh, on your part. Uh, Don Ma- Don Matrick, the former Xbox boss. Yeah, he was the one that was in charge before Phil. Was he the guy with the Xbox One reveal? The Xbox One, yeah, yeah. See, that is not to dunk on him. But not to dunk on you, but I uh, think that it will be his legacy. There is the Xbox One yeah. reveal. Uh, and it doesn't help that he was the CEO of uh, Zynga before he joined mm. Microsoft. So, yeah, Zynga also didn't have, like, the best reputation yeah. <laughs> when it comes to gamers. So, that, yeah, Don was kind of already in a bit of a rut. But, yeah, it's just it's one of those things to where I hope PlayStation continues down the path of where they're going with the cinematic story games that they do. But... You look at a few other things that they've been iffy about and maybe the, a new person coming in. Because it doesn't seem like... Let me make sure I get this name right here. Um, Mr. Hiroki Totoki. 
I don't think that that's going to be a permanent choice for CEO. Just by the way, oh, it was yeah, freezed. he's uh, yeah, he's he's interim CEO or something interim? like that. Yeah, he's uh, he's just going to be temporary until they find somebody else. So I don't think that's going to be a permanent decision there. But for the future, whoever they get, I just hope they continue on the path they're going. But maybe a few other decisions the future CEO will make will be a little more, how do I put this, a little more welcoming to new ideas, put it that way. Jim Ryan was definitely more of an old school kind of, uh, kind of businessman. So who knows, maybe the next person they get would be a bit more uh, socially cautious. Need to point out, by the way, Jim Ryan's still alive. <laughs> We're what? saying this like he's, yeah, Jim Ryan was this and he was that. Jim Ryan's still alive. Man's just retiring, which props to you, yeah. but still, <laughs> it's just the way we were phrasing that. Kind of got me. He's obituary. Uh, but please continue. Uh, uh, I see, I kind of lost what I was going to say. Um, but yeah, hopefully <laughs> the next person that comes in be a little more cautious of what players actually want because man i know you say you're no longer on social media oh my goodness taylor you should see some of the memes and stuff people are putting up uh with this announcement uh players are talking playstation fans now are saying maybe now uh they'll get back to having more japanese game makers on playstation maybe it'll become a japanese company again it's like wow like that, that, and that, maybe that's what he's going to be remembered as the guy who made a Japanese company to more American. I don't know. I don't know. That is, it's a just a crazy bombshell story that we are not going to have the answers to until years down the line. Uh, but getting into our other stories of the week, this one is very unfortunate. Epic Games is laying off 830 employees. This was first reported on by Bloomberg. In a memo, Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney had this to say, quote, Hi everyone, as we shared earlier, we are laying off around 16% of Epic employees. We're divesting Bandcamp and spinning off most of Super Awesome. For a while now, we've been spending way more money than we earn, investing in the next evolution of Epic and growing Fortnite as a metaverse-inspired ecosystem for creators. I had long been optimistic that we could power through this transition without layoffs, but in retrospect, I see that this was unrealistic. While Fortnite is starting to grow again, the growth is driven primarily by creator content with significant revenue sharing. And this is a lower margin business than we had when Fortnite Battle Royale took off and began funding our expansion. Success with the creator ecosystem is a great achievement, but it means a major structural change to our economics. Epic folks around the world have been making ongoing effects to reduce costs, including moving to net zero hiring and cutting operating spend on things like marketing and events. But we still ended up far short of financial sustainability. We concluded that layoffs are the only way, and that doing them now and on this scale will stabilize our finances. We're also making some... Uh, oof, this word's going to be hard for me here. We're also making some divestitures? Divestitures. I think that's it. 
Bandcamp is joining SongTrader, a music marketplace company supporting artists. Super Awesome's advertising business will become an independent company under the Super Awesome brand, led by their current CEO, Kate O'Laughlin. Kids Web Services, the parent verification and consent management toolset, will remain part of Epic. Saying goodbye to people who have helped build Epic is a terrible experience for all. The consolation is that we're adequately funded to support laid-off employees. We're offering a severance package that includes six months base pay, and in the U.S. slash Canada slash Brazil, six months of Epic paid healthcare. We're offering to accelerate people's stock option vesting schedule through the end of 2024, and are giving two additional years from today to exercise the options. In the U.S., we're also offering to vest any unearned profit sharing from their 401k, and will provide benefits including career transition services and visa support where we can. For those still at Epic, you'll hear more from senior leaders about the path forward for your team. Epic's prospects for the future are strong. We have amazing game experiences across multiple platforms. We've built the best engine in the world, and we'll be hosting Unreal Fest next week to bring the community together and spotlight the things they're building with Unreal Engine and UEFN. Creators are making a living building for the Fortnite ecosystem with time in third-party games now exceeding first-party. We're cutting costs without breaking development or our core lines of business so we can continue to focus on our ambitious plans. About two-thirds of the layoffs were in teams outside of core development. Some of our products and initiatives will land on schedule, and some may not ship when planned because they are under-resourced for the time being. We're okay with the schedule trade-off if it means building on our ability to achieve our goals, get to the other side of profitability, and become a leading metaverse company, end quote. I just personally, I hate that metaverse term. (laughs) Um, yeah everybody wants to do metaverse everybody wants to do nfts these companies don't even know what these things are but you know yeah i got i gotta hold on i I got one last bit i'll I'll turn it over to you in a second okay okay there are other online reports that mediatonic the creators of fall guys were also included in the layoffs at epic games as of this recording i am not sure how many people at the studio were laid off That said, we will leave a link to an Insider Gaming article regarding these reports. Michael, we've been saying this far too much lately, but as always, we hope everyone who got laid off will land quickly on their feet. Uh, You got anything to add to this story? It's it's a real bummer. Yeah, so um, this is one of the problems with this whole metaverse thing. Uh, these companies don't exactly know what that is yet. Everybody's trying to build on it. I cannot tell you how many emails I get like every week or every other week about some company I've never even heard of. Like, hey, we're starting our own metaverse. We got metaverse on Quest. Would you like access to our metaverse? I'm like, bro, I don't know if this is a scam, which they mostly are. Or if like this is something you're like, really trying to be ambitious about. Taylor, I had an email a couple months ago for a Hello Kitty metaverse. What? Who? Who? Who is going to a meta to a Hello Hello Kitty metaverse? Like, I have a friend who loves Hello Kitty, and I don't think even she would want to do something like that. 
and uh, it's super confusing. They don't. They they they're trying to do this whole metaverse blockchain NFT thing. Square Enix has been bleeding money trying to do this NFT things. Meta slash Facebook has been bleeding billions of dollars trying to create a metaverse, but none of these companies can actually explain what the hell a metaverse actually is, how it will function, and why we actually will need it, and how it's more convenient or fun for anybody. Uh, and at the price of them pouring all this money into resources, guess what they're doing? It's all research and development at this point. With them pouring so much money into these resources, they have to find a way to keep that going. They're saying like, oh man, we, 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 we're losing more money than we're making. It's because, yeah, because you're pouring all your money into this metaverse research nonsense and on top of that instead of making like actual fun games uh epic games has been just dropping money and not only the metaverse nonsense but buying up companies just to throw them as a support studio onto uh fortnite uh their launcher has all kinds of messed up stuff they've been pouring money into that to make it a better uh, experience for players they've been pouring money into getting free games onto their onto their launcher, which you know they already said, oh yeah, it costs us so much just to get these new games every month, because oh, they do it weekly. Uh, so it's like for us to do it every week and every month, it's costing us so much. It's like yeah, you're wasting money on doing all of this junk when yeah, you have one of the most popular uh, gaming engines in the world, and you can't capitalize on that because you're not actually making games anymore. Epic has only been putting out Fortnite stuff, which, yeah, that's all fun and good. But, you know, you can't just snatch up companies like, OK, we're you're now support studios on this one franchise. You're not Activision Blizzard because Activision Blizzard King actually makes more than just one game. Uh, I remember when Epic snatched up uh, 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 Harmonix. I love Harmonix Studios. I think they're a great studio when they snatched them up and they shut down all their games like, oh, yeah. They're going to be put on just doing events for Fortnite. I knew right then and there. It's like, oh, well, that company's days are numbered. They're going to be shut down anytime now. Um, but, man, I didn't think it was going to happen to Miatonic. Miatonic, it felt like they just got bought. Man, I'm telling you, it was ridiculous. Like, I thought that uh, Harmonix would go before Miatonic. In fact, I forgot Miatonic even got bought up. I forgot all about that because they actually still support uh, Fall Guys. So it's just the it's 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 ridiculous the way these companies are put putting so much money into junk that nobody wants, but their CEOs and their and their suits think they want because somebody because so one of their investors was like, "What about NFTs? I heard that's popular. My grandchild talks about that. Yeah. You know, and it becomes ridiculous, and they pour." billions they're not putting millions into they're putting billions of dollars in these things every year that's how much this metaverse stuff costs it costs them billions every year and so yeah when you have to cut costs of course you're going to shut down companies and get rid of employees and that's just flat out unfortunate and a real bad it shows how bad uh epic games is being ran right now yeah man i i don't think i could have said it better myself like this is just a really shitty move from epic in my opinion and I, like I said in the blurb, right? I just hope everybody lands on their feet. It's good that they're getting severance packages. I hope those severance packages are fair. And man, it's just, 
just it's a really bad look for you to lay off 800 employees. And I seriously think it was a day earlier they announced that they were increasing those uh the V-Bucks prices, which is just absolutely insane. Like <laughs> It's so tone deaf. It's it's just yeah I know and I think sometimes when people are going oh it's tone deaf or how could you I think there is some sometimes in the gaming industry entertainment industry whereas I think people are over exaggerating like okay it was a bad move it's a shitty move but it's not that like absolutely that shitty this is absolutely <laughs> that shitty you know this is one of those like. There's nothing you can really say to make this better. Like, you can say it's because we're losing more money than profiting on it. Like, yeah, well, what do you think is going to happen when you lay off all these employees and you're going to go into a... It seems like their plan for Fortnite is some kind of metaverse stuff. It's just what you were saying. Nobody knows what that means. And right now, nobody cares. The you The normal average person out there doesn't give a damn about the metaverse. They don't know what it is. Yeah. And all of these companies, just like you were saying, they don't understand that. They think it's like the next best thing. They think it's going to be where everybody's living in the next 15, 20 years. In reality, what the metaverse probably is, is another VR headset. It's another 3D TV. It's another trend for these companies that they go this is the future right here it's not the future it's not catching on it's not gonna catch on i feel pretty confident in saying that you know i would too taylor if it wasn't for stuff like uh the kids growing up thinking that v bucks and 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 virtual cash or whatever this 2k uses is normal uh you know they they've gone to the point to where I saw a video where some where some guy bragged that he spent twenty five thousand dollars on VC in two K twenty two, and I was like, oh no, I heard that wrong. I was like, no, twenty five thousand, and he showed that he he was buying the hundred dollar uh virtual coins over and over and over again, uh from pretty much the time the game came out to around the time the next game was getting ready to come out, and they people do that so that way they can build up their characters for online plays like bro this is play this is pay to win so yeah taylor i would i would love to say that man but this is the way they're growing up and with the way the metaverse is going maybe in two maybe three generations that might become the norm but you and for you and me i don't think that's going to catch on anytime soon i don't think it is period but in regard to vc and microtransactions you are right and it sucks and that's why you had somebody like phil spencer Talk about AAA gaming. AAA gaming's dying. The only thing keeping it alive right now is games like Call of Duty. For the casual audience to come in, yeah, we'll play the Call of Duties, we'll play the NBA 2Ks, and the only reason that they're so successful is because of the whales, like you just mentioned, who are spending $25,000 on a annual release game. <laughs> you only got that for a year. Yeah. That's the problem right there. And you wonder why AAA gaming's dying. Yeah. But to move on to our other stories of the week here, um, 
Ubisoft's reported plans for Far Cry 7. This comes from Insider Gaming. More specifically, it comes from Insider Tom Henderson, who says, quote, Insider Gaming has learned new details on Ubisoft's next mainline Far Cry entry following our exclusive report in January. The next game, which we'll refer to as Far Cry 7, and is internally known as Project Blackbird, is scheduled to be released in fall 2025. The game will be developed by Ubisoft Montreal and will move away from the Dunia engine to Snowdrop. An alleged leak of Far Cry 7 surfaced earlier this year, suggesting the game will be dubbed Far Cry Rise and will take place in a fictitious tropical island called Kimson, which can be found in the Yellow Sea next to Korea. Insider Gaming was told by its sources that this leak is entirely inaccurate, so we won't be diving into more pieces of information from this rumor, end quote. Insider Gaming went on to say that Far Cry 7 would be a non-linear story where the player would be rescuing their kidnapped family. Quote, It was said that the game's plot revolves around a wealthy family that has been kidnapped by a conspiracy group currently called the Sons of Truth. While exact, finite details are subject to change due to the game's stage of development, it was said that the premise of the campaign for the player is to rescue their entire family within a specific time frame. Currently, the in-game timer stands at 72 hours or 24 hours in real time, but the timer can be paused when the player enters one of their safe houses, it was said, end quote. You can save your family in any order, apparently, hence the non-linear nature of the story. Lastly, Insider Gaming reports that their sources said the game will have new interrogation systems, or a, a new interrogation system, where the enemy may tell the truth, lie, stay quiet, or even escape. Well, Far Cry has needed a shot of adrenaline for a while, Michael. Is this new concept a solid idea, or do you need some more convincing? Do you need to be interrogated? <laughs> no, but I do need more convincing. Um, especially after... Well, I've said before, Far Cry 4 was kind of like the last Far Cry I really, truly enjoyed. 5 was okay, I guess. Didn't care for Primal. Even though I did go back and replay Primal on my Series X. Um, Far Cry 6 and 7 were just flat out... Meh. Well, there is no seven uh, yet. So, Far Cry Six. I mean, after on it. You Far mean Cry New Dawn and and New Dawn? Thank yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> Far Cry Six and New Dawn were both just flat out meh. And uh, so, really, I don't know what they're going to do with seven. I don't care about them. Like, oh, it's going to be on our new new our dew drop, snow drop, whatever. Our snow drop. Snow engine. drop engine. Uh, see, I don't. <laughs> okay, can we stop here? Let's talk about this. I like the snow drop engine. But does it give you vibes of what EA's been doing with the Frostbite engine? And does that worry you? Because every time not I read... Not yet. Not yet for me, too. But it's one of those things that I'm like, I need to remember that. Because I have a feeling that one day we're going to go back to this and go, fucking Ubisoft had to have every game on the Snowdrop engine. And now they all <laughs> yeah. run like... Well, granted, now all their games don't really run that well anyways. <laughs> And they don't look all that great anymore anyways. But 
It just it feels like it's a setup for disaster potentially. Uh, well, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with having everybody on the same engine, as long as said engine is supposed to be kind of like the all around. Uh, every every engine, you know, they get tinkered with. Even yeah. the uh, Epic engine, Uni engine, you know, you have engineers who are going like, okay, well, this engine can't do this well, but we can program our own thing to kind of like work alongside it. It's like, okay, that's fine. There's always plugins and stuff. For example, by the way, Frostbite, what we were just talking about, was designed for a first-person shooter. And mind you, even then, even then Battlefield didn't run that great. Yeah. Hence why whenever Amy Hennig wanted to make a Star Wars game, she basically was sitting there going like, no, what? why would we use this engine? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it was so many hurdles there. She left. We were going to get a really awesome Star Wars game. But no, it was issues with the Frostbite engine and a lot of other things that seemed to be the reason she left the project. And then you have games like Madden, right? You have games like Anthem. You have games like Mass Effect Andromeda, all running on the Frostbite, and all running like dog shit. So that's where I'm coming from <laughs> with Snowdrop. Like Snowdrop, better than Frostbite, not even close. But it's one of those things that I say, I want to point out now, so like a year from now, we might be able to look back and be like, hey, you know what, we were smart. We called this out. We knew how dumb this could potentially be. Right. Well, the thing is, the Snowdrop engine, uh, it helps with open world stuff. Uh, so, you know, it, it works in third person, it works in first person. Uh, so, you know, I, I think a lot of Ubisoft's in-house, uh, engineers and their designers, they know the engine, they already know how to use it. Uh, it's not like with EA that just suddenly threw it on everybody. Like they, they, they've had time to, uh, make different iterations of this engine to work on it. They've had multiple studios doing support with it. Uh, so I think with Ubisoft, at least. I have a little more faith that their teams will actually be able to use it for something that they want to use it for rather than being forced to use it despite the point that the engine itself can't be used for it. Uh, so I have a little more faith in Ubisoft and their Snowdrop engine. Somebody needs a clip. I have a little more faith in Ubisoft and then we can just <laughs> use that so many times whenever they do something stupid. Uh, but hey, Granted, I said a little bit. You did say a little bit. You gave yourself a little bit of a wiggle room there to get out of it. But in regards to this report, just this is me personally. This is, I, I say that disclaimer at the top and like what you think is reliable might vary. But for me, I trust Insider Gaming. I trust Tom Henderson. And if this is indeed what Far Cry 7 is going to be, I'm interested. It's one of those things that the question I asked you is this new concept a solid idea or do you need some convincing? My answer is yes. Both. <laughs> I both think it's a solid idea and I need some more convincing because the whole timer concept, I really dislike it, but man, Far Cry needs something. It needs something really bad, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things that even something that I dislike with Dead Rising and Dead Rising 2, they would be far better games if they did not have that timer attached. Games that have <laughs> all those awesome bosses, these two games, Michael, I, I know you play Dead Rising and Dead Rising 2, amazing bosses, so much creativity, so much to explore, and they put a timer on it, and you can yeah. miss out on it. 
man, why? Why do this? But at the same time, like it was just like you were saying, Far Cry needs this because Far Cry 6 was meh. Far Cry New Dawn was not good. Far Cry 5, I really did like Far Cry 5. I thought it was a nice change of pace. It was by far the most I've liked Far Cry since Far Cry 3? Yeah, Far yeah. Cry 3. Well, that was the best one. So, 4 wasn't it for me. 6 wasn't it. New Dawn wasn't it. Primal wasn't it. Hopefully Far Cry 7 could be. You got anything else to add? Not really. You stuff. Just don't screw this up. And take your time with it. Alright? I know you're bringing back uh, a lot of people who worked on some of the other Far Cry stuff. You know, you want to kind of make it new, but also make it feel the same. I hate when studios do that. But hey, what makes Far Cry 3 and even 5 so cool was the villains. So mm-hmm. hopefully Far Cry 7 has a good villain. Please have a cool villain. I think that's controversial for Far Cry 5. Because I think you either really like the antagonist or you hate him. For me, I really like Yeah. Him. I really like the cult leader kind of aspect and how you were in this small town. And pretty much with no communication to the outside world. I thought it was really good. Uh, it just... We talked about this before, I think, on the podcast. I just don't think their endings were good. I think it just left a bad taste in people's <laughs> mouths. Well, let's go ahead and get out of here. Michael, what you working on and where can the people find you? You can find me on X slash Twitter at Fox Daddy. That's F-Zero-X-D-A-D-D. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's M underscore M-O-S-L-E-Y underscore J-R. But you can find me on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Fox Daddy. That's F-Zero-X-D-A-D-D-Y. See how when you get to a flow, you remember it, and then when you try to change it up, you mess it up. I have been there. As for me, you will not find me on the socials, but you can find me in our Discord server, the link for which is in the description of this very episode. Chat with us about your thoughts on Jim Ryan leaving, on any of the stories we've talked about here today. We'd love to hear from you. Also, consider leaving us a rating. It would be tremendous if it was a positive one. We do have a Patreon. We're not going to lock any podcast content permanently behind a paywall. We're thinking just early access for some other podcasts here. For this podcast, it's a little too quick of a turnaround to put that on Patreon for early access. So uh, don't have to worry about that if you just listen to Power Up and Game. But purely optional, we just wanted to have a place. If you want to support us, you can. And we greatly appreciate you for listening, regardless if or whether you support us on Patreon or you just listen to us. We appreciate you. You're awesome. How'd you get this far? How did you get this far in hearing our dumb voices? We don't know, but it's awesome you did. Uh, lastly, I want to say check out thenerdsash.com for all sorts of news in the world of gaming, movies, television, and more. Man, we just had a site redesign. Over at thenerdstash.com. It looks slick. It looks great. If Jeremy doesn't mind me saying, he's our editor-in-chief over at thenerdstash.com. He is the brainchild behind all these podcasts here. If he doesn't mind me saying, I think it looks beautiful. It looks exquisite. So be sure to go over there, give it a view, check it out for yourself. And maybe, sometime soon, you might see our podcasts on thenerdstash.com. I want to thank Michael for joining me. I want to thank any of you for listening in. 
We will be back next week with a brand new episode.